uh, because I, I got my uh, booster shot, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, available for all uh, New Yorkers at the moment, for all adults in New York. And so I did a whole physical mm-hmm. because uh, I hadn't seen a doctor in like two years. Wow. And uh, so it's like, I didn't realize how invasive all the questions are at the hospital. It's like, you know, what's your, uh, I don't know, like sexual status. Are you sexually active? Oh yeah. Uh, What's your orientation? Like what's your, you know, whatever. Uh, And then like, you know, the, the depression test. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to die every day of the week? Uh, No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You have to do this just before getting your booster. Really? Uh, no. Well, the thing is like the booster was sort of just like, uh, you know, I, I saw this doctor for the first time and she was like, oh, you know, like uh, adults can get boosters in New York. So, you know, if you want one, I was like, well, yeah, well, why not? And um, but thing is what, uh, you know, the good news is that apparently my heart rate or my, my blood pressure is the same as a teenager's. So that's that a good yeah that's good yeah like a healthy teenager right yeah like a healthy teenager yeah okay i mean i don't think most people refer to teenagers as being unhealthy uh when they you know imagine you're 60 years old and someone tells you like oh man your heart is strong you you know your heart is like a teenager's you know i don't think i've ever ever conceptually right i'd be like what the (laughs) the heart of a teenager like what one thing is like i said well oh well that's good you know just to make sure that it was good you know yeah What's the other one? It's like you're healthy as a horse. Like our horses, like healthy as a yeah, but are horses known to be healthy? Is that like a thing? Uh, I guess like horses are supposed to be strong physically. Yeah. I guess, and maybe that's why. This entire conversation uh, goes out to Mister One Star and Apple Podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> you decided to bring us down a peg. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're gonna or two pegs. You want actually, one star? Like two we're stars giving stars. you one star. There you go. Take it. <laughs> showing, showing Tim Cook uh, or I uh, our worth. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah the thing is uh yeah so you know where where i come from where i grew up it's like i guess the the most invasive thing is like a blood test right yeah and uh but here you have to also give a urine sample which i've never done before that's not a thing no no that's not a thing um i i don't know maybe it's just like you know i used to go to a village doctor you know small like you know thousand people live there it's like pretty I don't think many people, you know, grew up around farms when I pee in bottles, but, uh, yeah. you know, uh, but yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I, I asked for a glass of water because I was severely dehydrated oh. and, um, uh, but then everything went fine. And then when I, you know, went out and then, you know, the nurse was there, she was like, Oh, you did it. You know, it's great. And then, you know, I said, it's, it's all about getting in the zone and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to to make you pee yeah you know it's all about oh, that frame welcome, of mind welcome to uh or re-welcome to american doctors yeah no that's weird because mm-hmm. like urine samples are like that's everything in the u.s you, you gotta that's get everything. it for like everything so it's like <laughs> i don't know no, for me well thing is and then like here it's, it's kind of nonchalantly like okay we'll do a test for this you know sexual transmitted diseases this whatever we'll do everything it's like okay fine uh, last time I did a physical in, in uh, Switzerland, the the doctor uh, was very shy about asking me 
whether I wanted to get a uh, AIDS uh, screening or like HIV test. Um, Because I guess, you know, um, I guess it's still taboo uh, Mm -hmm. in in that country to just say, hey, you know, it's tested just to make sure, you know, to be safe. But I guess like some people was like, no, I don't have that kind of, you know, disease. Uh, But, you know, I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Like, why are you tiptoeing around this issue? You're a fucking doctor. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what if someone did have the H- HIV virus and then it was just like, by principle, I don't want to get tested. I thought you were going to say, like, what if he has the HIV? I thought you were like putting a dog before the thing. Yeah, <laughs> the, the HIV, HIV right? Virus, you, I thought you were doing some old man, like, with the HIV, anyway. The HIV, just I look <laughs> on the TV and, uh, you know, but... Because actually HIV, the V is actually virus. So yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm essentially saying the virus, HI virus virus. virus. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, uh, very smart of me. <laughs> what did you want okay, to so, TV by any chance? Well, <laughs> uh, after my medical visits, um, I just sat on my couch and watched uh, Cowboy Bebop, the live action uh, series. I only went up to episode like, you know, five, I guess I'm halfway through episode five. Cause there, there are like 10 episodes in total. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's kind of like, I think it could be disappointing for hardcore bebop fans. Um, but cause it doesn't really have the, it has a similar vibe, but it's just not the same. And uh, there are a lot more kind of like quippy jokes here and there, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like uh, Marvel style or a bit more than, you know, they have in, in um, um, like the original in the original. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I have uh, I read a part of the review. I didn't I didn't get around to watching it yet, but uh, like so take it with a grain of salt. But I read a part of a review that basically, you know, noticed that comparison we brought up a few weeks ago that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the original had a very, like, solemn kind of vibe. And yeah. this one, it's considerably, like, peppier, quippier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of felt like Netflix's version of the Doom Patrol. Like, I, I got a similar vibe because, uh, yeah. I like, the special effects are good, but they're not, like, you know, movie Disney plus levels. Yeah. Uh, it seems, um, and kind of like how the characters interact, they're like, you know, they're not typically, they're not like good guys the way that everyone, you know, they're not like good guys like Captain America, who's like spotless and, yeah. and um, you know, Spider-Man or something like that. They're, they're anti-heroes in a way. And it kind of felt like similar to the Doom Patrol in that way. And also kind of the weirdness that they get into and the kind of like homemade feel that some of the costumes that have, yeah. like, it just feels like a series filled with cosplay, like Cowboy Bebop cosplay, but like the best cosplay you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Uh, no, that, 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 was was like kind, that. that was the for kind me. of weird part for me. Like when the pictures came out was that like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that thin line is, but there is a thin line between something looking like it's for an actual feature film and it looking like cosplay. And yeah. it's just, uh, I don't know. But like outside of um, Cowboy Bebop, uh, the other anime adaptation I'm looking forward to, they're going to do Yu Yu Hakusho, which I'm like, I, I'm excited, but a little weary of. 
but I think um, Cowboy Bebop is kind of like a testing ground to like, mm-hmm. you know, just experiment with making anime adaptations because it sounds like they're doing it more seriously now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could make it super realistic, which I want to see at least one adaptation do one day just to play around with it. Or it could go yeah. completely like Speed Racer and like really try to make it feel like a cartoon. And with that being said, I'm looking forward to One Piece because um, uh, so far that looks like like they only announced the cast and showed the logo, but they have an opportunity to, you know, they don't not just like adapt the anime. They have an opportunity to kind of like bring back an entire genre, like the whole swashbuckling genre, because mm-hmm. um, ever since, I guess, Pirates of the Caribbean ended, you know, there's kind of it's kind of a hole missing for that kind of like adventure genre kind of TV show or movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, but um, you know, I was really surprised that red notice is still number one on Netflix. Um, thing is I I've read like different, I, I think, uh, and uh, my point being that Cowboy Bebop was like number three yeah. on the top 10. And um, I think, narcos mexico might be second at the moment yeah uh but it was just like i think netflix kind of took a you know to made uh it was like a gamble i think for them uh yeah. you know because it's you know it's very niche you know like cowboy bebop is is yeah. kind of like a very specific you know demographic of people like cowboy bebop and everyone else thinks it's weird and yeah. or just by the virtue of being animated like that turns some people off right and uh but thing is like i think if you if you've never seen cowboy bebop the originals i would give cowboy bebop the live action thing a, a, a chance you know i think it only seems to get better as as the show goes on mm-hmm. from the episodes i've seen yeah. and i've seen other reviewers who feel the same way uh but um it's kind of it, it is very episodic so like each story is its own thing but i feel like it ties that overarching like you know uh spike spiegel versus vicious storyline way earlier mm-hmm. than the animated um show did mm-hmm. and they're really sort of like instead of vicious this you know the white-haired uh, gangster just showing up out of nowhere in episode yeah. like nine or something um and then reappearing near the end of, of the original animated thing it's sort of like we know there he's there but like he's not really he's just some guy on the ether somewhere and uh, they've made vicious a much more like bigger part of the tv show Mm-hmm. Um, and also Spike Spiegel's uh, love ex whatever who's she's actually married to Vicious now which was never approached in the original mm-hmm. um, but sort of or that I remember uh, but but you know I think they've made a few changes to make it more palatable to western audiences I think yeah uh but i think you know apart from a couple of things that kind of didn't feel right i think for the most part it 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 was a fun show and i think faye valentine um played by um daniela pineda 
and the, the live action version is really like a show stealer and the casting is really good as well like i i think the casting was spot on so uh, you know it, it's it's one of those cases where either you love it or you hate it mm-hmm. and uh you know it's not up to me to tell you guys what you should like or hate but you know just give it a chance yeah well uh so i didn't get around to that i didn't get around to uh red notice which uh at least on the surface red notice look looks like a movie that was almost like specifically designed to go number one mm-hmm. it's like they got the director of central intelligence made a whole blockbuster movie and basically hired the three the three like most trending stars possible like it looked it looked like it was like specifically molded to like be a block it's like it's like it's not even a real like on the surface it's like not even a real movie it looks like one of those (laughs) like movies they would have in a movie where the characters would go and see a movie yeah like tropics thunder or like (laughs) seinfeld it it feels like it was made in a lab yeah and and, uh you know they got all the uh ingredients and uh you know cattle catalysts and you know special chemical things just to get a movie that touches let's say most people's buttons in the um, the right ways uh no it's like um, um bright because when when bright came out it felt like if you get like any like like how they have like those like dad movie collections it mm-hmm. felt like if somebody got those collections and just like smushed them all into one movie like <laughs> that is if very you got, accurate yeah bright was basically like if you got like the middle-aged guy that had the lord of the rings box sets and like training day and unstoppable and speed and all and gone in 60 seconds in the same closet and just like smushed them and this feels mm-hmm. it, 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 you know what maybe i gotta give red notice a chance you know what because like we well, have one that, that's yeah. for you one star because i i didn't actually <laughs> watch the movie and i'm judging everything about the movie i didn't see give this us goes out to that one guy who, who actually had the courage to, to give us a rating <laughs> <laughs> That one guy out there. Hey, at least you're engaged. Or 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 oh, girl or person. Binge, I yeah. Don't know, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I will get scared if we got like too influential. I would be like, don't listen to. We're we're background noise. Anyway, like outside of uh, all of that on, on Netflix, <laughs> the one show that yes. I actually um, watched this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you heard of the Freak Brothers? The Freak Brothers. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. I think it was originally mm-hmm. supposed to be on Fox, but they moved it to the Fox-owned uh, Tubi. So it's a Tubi original animated mm-hmm. series with Tiffany Haddish as like the cat, and like the three stoner guys from the '60s are Pete Davidson, John Goodman, and uh, Woody Harrelson. So they have like big people in this. That's a but wide it, range of uh, of people. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> I mean, in terms of hippies, like the the age difference is pretty huge. Uh, yeah, no, this feels like a mishmash of just like it. <laughs> it it's definitely like a stoner show. It's uh, like who's who's the dealer between the three of of. 
Pete Davidson, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. In terms of like, you know, why would two older guys try to hang out with a younger guy? <laughs> exactly. You'll, you'll know he has two, the goods. You'll know in two seconds who Woody Harrelson um, voices when you see the characters. You'll be like, yeah, that guy's Woody. The, he wears a hat, like a Western hat, and like has like a long, like mm-hmm. long hair. And it's like, yeah, that's you. But yeah, I was yeah. watching it, and then um, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Like you can either really watch it, or you can just have it playing in the background. But I'm starting to see a lot more like original shows on the free uh, AVOD um, mm-hmm. on streaming the, services. Two, the two Bs and the the, IMDb the Plexes and yeah. the yeah the IMDb TVs that was really hard to operate at the beginning because I, I was probably one of the first people to actually use it because yeah. I was like, no one heard of it. And I was like, yeah, IMDb is coming out with their own thing with free shit, yeah. you know, in two weeks. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. But now it's on, you can access it through Prime. And I think yeah. it makes everything way easier for people yeah. who have Prime. Um, yeah. But um, no, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll always pay for that new kind of premium feeling content, but everything else that seemed to not have a lot of, you know, success in theaters or weren't picked up by the big streaming platforms that will probably all appear in, on platforms like Tubi or, or Plex or, or there's another one that I forgot. But, uh, uh, but often they're the Pluto most, uh, I think Pluto or yeah. Pluto, do they just have live TV or is it also? Uh... Uh, they, they're starting to have originals. Right. Oh, yeah. well, the thing is like, I was actually using Tubi today because they have this British uh, TV show that I like uh, a lot uh, called uh, The Goes Wrong Show. And, um, you know, the, the premise is uh, what if you had... Uh, you know, a play that goes wrong. That that was the original name of their first like production in in um, in um, in a actual theater in in, uh, in London. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just like slapstick, funny stuff. But um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of stuff that kind of surprises me when I find them on Tubi. I'm like, oh, this is on Tubi, really? And it just shows my my prejudice against uh, the the free <laughs> platforms. <Yeah. laughs> like, they usually don't have that. Yeah, it's not that good, but actually they have some good they have some good shit. Yeah. And um, yeah. Over time, it, it, it's funny like when the selection actually starts getting better because I remember Tubi uh, for the longest time it was like movies I never heard about, and then you go to the family movie section and it's all those like. Mm-hmm. half-assed done cgi movies that it's like <laughs> that it let look unfinished and kind of scary but i think um since they got bought by fox and now they're basically like the the free the free mm-hmm. version of like fox broadcast yeah it's like improved a lot to the point where i'm like yeah it just feels like these companies are just kind of like throwing these movies out i mean like mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if there's any difference between if it's on like Tubi or if it's on like Netflix. If like, you know, the people behind the movie or the producers or anything uh, mm-hmm. get any compensation that's different for either of those. Yeah. But I guess for now, it's just like there's you. You really don't have to pay for TV anymore. You can, 
if you want to be a part of, you know, the quote unquote conversation, you can get like Netflix or some or HBO Max or something. But yeah, really, for the most part, if you just want to be entertained, like you can just buy like a Samsung TV and all the channels are already like in the TV. So it's like, that's all you hear I, about. There yeah. you go. <laughs> no, it's just like I, I was um, just when you think that I feel like the the increase in the number of ads on YouTube, yeah. you know, for like a five minute video, you might have two ads at the beginning, a couple in the middle, and then two more at the end for like a 10 minute clip or something. Yeah. And then you go on Tubi because I, I think like, you know, I, I know like my, my dad's a big, you know, YouTube consumer yeah. Um, the thing is like the, the ads are made to piss you off so much that you want to sign up for premium. Like I get messages all the time. Every time I log into, you know, YouTube or my computer is like, Hey, pre- try a YouTube premium or, or whatever the, the name yeah, of that yeah. plan is. Yeah. Just next to, time you, like, um, save time on your life. Uh, yeah, you can get three months free YouTube premium. If you go, uh, if you buy something from Best Buy, like on the uh, website, like, they'll either make it part of the purchase or you'll have to add it yourself, but it is an app. Right. There's right. three months of that. And there's three months, I think like Apple music or something. So that's cool. Go enjoy that. and go get those ads out of your life. But yeah, but, but you know, my, my point being, I think that, you know, so many people use YouTube as like an entertainment vehicle right. and they're, you know, you have ads on Tubi, but it's like once uh, you'll watch a one hour movie or, or a movie that's an hour and a half and you'll have maybe what, like five ad uh, ad breaks or something, yeah. maybe less. And they're not as long as the Hulu ads that run for like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just like, I feel like Tubi the way it is now has struck a, a very cool, like, center like medium spot where they have ads but it's not too many mm-hmm. and uh i mean for i don't know a tv show with episodes that are like 45 minutes one hour or whatever i'm fine with you know having a ad break every 10 minutes rather than i was watching a video the other day on youtube and like every two minutes there was an ad every two minutes and oh, i was sure. like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also the fault of like the creators themselves. Like yeah. they're the ones who actually put the, those like timestamps on videos where they want an yeah. ad to run. But, yeah. you know, I feel like there should be some kind of quality assurance or something because like, yeah, too many it, ads, man. But it, it's, it's like when you have online ads, it feels like a lot, but you, you don't notice how much ads you used to have to sit through when you would watch like, yeah, on TV on TV until you start just watching just linear, linear, just cable again. Like uh, we, yeah. we put on um, Con Air and there's another TV show we were watching one time, like I think a sitcom last week. And we didn't notice how, <laughs> yeah, my family and I did not notice how much um, ads they actually put in the middle of those shows until we were trying to get through both. Like Con Air is about, I think like a two hour movie and it got up, bumped like by 30 minutes or so just by the ads, 30 to 45 minutes. And it, it's really noticeable. Like it kind of breaks up the flow a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I kind of don't miss that. 
we just went straight over to the Roku channel and watched Connor over there. Roku. And, yeah, and they don't really put that much ads. So yeah. once again, there's just so much. Yeah, does anybody actually watch the Roku channel? Because like I'm watching it and I'm like, like the last time I'm, actually the first time I went there, Inception was the very first movie mm-hmm. on the screen. And I'm like, why does this janky thing have Inception? Like, that should be like a movie you pay for after you get Netflix too. Like you get Netflix and you have to pay for it. That's the level of what Inception is in my head of like the quality yeah, of a should movie. should be on uh, but HBO Max with yeah. all those uh, Nolan movies. Yeah, and I'm like, but, why uh, is here? <laughs> yeah, I know. But, you know, Roku has made a lot of smart investments in the last, like, couple of years. You know, they bought Quibi, so they they got yeah. content that by many who actually used Quibi, which wasn't that many people, yeah. uh, that, you know, some, some of the content that they made on that platform was, like, won Emmys or was nominated for Emmys and stuff yeah. like that. But no one watched it or no one wanted to pay for it because it was dumb to hold yeah. your phone vertically when like yeah. whenever you go into a subway or a train or whatever or plane and someone's watching something on their phone they're they're holding it with two hands like horizontally because that's actually a comfortable position yeah i don't know like i find that to be more comfortable than holding something vertically and then like cross the street and get hit by a car or something yeah, right. you know yeah. you know it's like who's although i have seen some people in new york just like walking around watching tv shows on their phones yeah. which I find kind of to be like a hazard, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. you know, like if you're sitting down, like just watch it horizontally. And also like your eyes are like, you know, they go horizontally, like your field of view is horizontal. It's not vertical. Yeah. So it's also something else like that. But, um, Oh, I just want to mention something that I read on YouTube, like one of the comments talking about that ad overload, like, so uh, this guy, I can't remember what his name or handle is, but he was talking about like uh, YouTube has become is has become like cable because like mm-hmm. cable used to be, well, you paid for cable and then you didn't have that many ads. But as time went on, they just added more and more ads. And now it's like YouTube used to have like maybe one ad at the beginning or one at the end or, you know, at some point now it's like all the fucking video is just yeah. like peppered with ads. Yeah. but yeah yeah they're they're not as long as the you know 30 second ads uh you know like six 30 second ads back to back that you get on like you know um network tv or stuff like that but still yeah. it's kind of it's, it's getting to be too much and i feel like there is there a way of forcing people to sign up for the premium stuff mm-hmm. and uh, so oh, we're going to irritate people just to get more more money yeah, yeah. and uh well, that's what I keep thinking. Like, how are these companies even like monetizing? Because like the amount of ads, like we've worked in advertising, we can kind mm-hmm. of estimate, you know, how much a 30 second or a minute ad would be, or like what um like what the placement, what would it cost for the placement? But it's still, yeah. you know, not in in my head, it wouldn't really be enough to like you know, uphold the structure of like the company, basically. <laughs> like, even though these companies are like owned by mm-hmm. bigger ones, like YouTube is owned by Google and Tubi is owned by Fox, Pluto TV is uh, Viacom, da da da. 
but it's um it's getting to a point now when it's like we're getting so much for free that you know for one thing you can't get people to just start paying for it again like once it's free it's free but um one way or another they're gonna have to figure out how to monetize and even more because these companies can't you know just run in the red forever because Mm -hmm. let's face it like even netflix it's very wide knowledge that they've been running on debt for a long time yeah and that's why they keep uh, increasing the the subscription fee yeah. every year or so yeah. <laughs> or less so they're just up and up and until you don't notice anymore i guess but um you know yeah i don't know uh, we'll see what happens by the way um uh, roku also has this one show from bill burr like i guess roku is still um using the Tubi model, like I guess, mm-hmm. not Tubi, but a Quibi. They're still, Quibi. they're still putting out eight minute, at, uh, eight minute shows by them. And mm-hmm. there's a show called Immoral Compass. And dude, it's like, it, yeah, it's like, it's not even, uh, I mean, part of it is funny, but for the most part, some <laughs> of it is just gross. Like the first, <laughs> like the first skit I saw with Nick Swartz and like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it just because I don't want to like mm-hmm. bring up what happens on, on this podcast for you squeamish ears. But yeah, no, it's, um, I'm like, and it's like the very first thing on Roku too. And I'm like, wow, they're uh, going for it. <laughs> Cause that level of content, you, 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 you think you would have to pay for it, but I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway it's like yeah all these companies are really investing in content and i'm just wondering if that investment is going to go up or you know at some point they just have can have to get everybody to just to pay for it mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah you just reminded me of uh, a scene or a couple of scenes in the new uh cowboy bebop which could be uh for people which or squeamish uh probably should skip i think it's episode three or four like people get turned into trees uh Uh, if you see it you'll you'll know why but it's kind of uh the first transformation is pretty graphic so uh you know uh watch out for that episode it's with the uh the episode with the eco-terrorists uh which is a bit different from the original thing but um, moving on from, from that stuff, um, I just want to say a few words about um, King Richard that came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's like two hours and a half about. Uh, but like, I didn't see, it didn't feel long. Maybe, you know, I, I think it's one of those movies that feels like, you know, really tugs at your heartstrings in a way and feels like it was a movie made for the Oscars. Yeah. Um, it is Oscar season. At the end of the yeah, day. it is Oscar season. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, kind of reminded me of um, that other Will Smith movie, uh, The Pursuit of Happiness. I think it, it, it also touches on family and, you know, working hard, reaching your dreams, you know, planning and whatever. But I, I find that, uh, you know, the, the movies about, um, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, and and uh, like their family, and spe- specifically their dad, uh, Richard Williams. 
uh, played by Will Smith. And um, like, it's kind of, I found it to be a very interesting movie in terms of like, you know, um, it kind of explains some of the choices he made when he was raising his, his daughters and, you know, he didn't let them play pro for a few years because he didn't want them to burn out. Whereas everyone else was telling him like, Hey, you know, you want them to be professionals, like let them play in tournaments and shit. And, um, like, he's like, no, like they have to be normal, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, I, I think probably a lot of parents in that position would, would not feel that way. They'd be like, Hey, you know, they're, they're the best. Let's let them be the best, you know, but sometimes like you have to bring, you know, I don't have kids, but, uh, I feel like if I did and that kind of situation arose, uh, I'd want them to live normal lives, you know, like it's kind of, you know, as, uh, as normal as possible. It's just, um, you know, case in point, there's one tennis player in the movie who supposedly is like the, the goal that the, you know, the, the Williams girls have to, you know, uh, reach for. Right. And like three years after she did her big d- debut, can't remember the, the player's name, like she sort of burnt out and was like arrested for drug use and whatever. So it's, it's sort of like, and, and the guy looks at that, like Will Smith's character, looks at that and he's like, no, I'm not going to let that happen tonight to my kids. And uh, that's sort of like, you know, you sort of get it. But then, you know, it's, it's kind of, there's some tension between him and his, uh, and, and Venus specifically. Yeah. Uh, because she wants to compete, but she's like, my dad's in the way. And, uh, you know, usual teenage stuff. And uh, <laughs> my dad won't, make, won't let me be free. Uh, but um, I, I think every teenager has said that probably. <laughs> Yeah. At one point, or if not dad, but like parents, you know, or you had to have, you had to have at least thought it at one time. Because you could uh <laughs> it, it's like you don't want to fit that cliche, but at the same time, like yeah. it's there. So yeah. Yeah. But um but yeah, I, I mean it's uh it was like a you know heartwarming story. Uh I think specifically, I I think it is really aimed at at least getting nominated for the Oscars because it, it's like you know, historical movie um about athletes and there's will smith in the movie so (laughs) so yeah he hasn't actually done those movies in a while those like yeah november december like inspirational movies like Mm -hmm. seven pounds and uh pursuit of happiness um the last one i can remember is maybe concussion uh but uh yeah but apart from that, I, I think it's been a while, yeah, since he's made a movie like that. You know, yeah. he's sort of done other things like uh, Gemini Man. And, um, you know what's funny about Gemini Man? I, I still remember when I was it, it was in theaters and getting bad reviews. And they took down the poster really quick from the AMC that uh, we were at. We were nearby, the New York one. But it became like a huge hit on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like usually one of the first movies that comes up as like most watched or favorite late night movie or something. So I, I feel like, uh, yes, that and after earth, it's like, he's definitely going to have some like cult classics and that's yeah. kind of what you want as an actor, right? Like you don't want every movie you do to be like a blockbuster. You want some of the stuff that you do to also become cult classics and, you know, more niche crowds. It's kind of like, to me, that's kind of like how Disney keeps its dominance too, is that on one level they have, 
you know, uh, I mean, like, if you think about the 90s, like before all the Marvel and Star Wars acquisitions and stuff, in the 90s, the big stuff was always their like animated movies, their princess movies and all of that. But then like mm-hmm. right underneath them, they had like a goofy movie and Hocus Pocus and all these weird little movies that over time became cult classics. So it felt like when people liked it, it felt like there was it was their little secret. And then like years later, you find out everybody liked that movie or something. <laughs> Yeah, I feel the same way about a lot of things. Like, I'm actually surprised how many people like the things that I like because I always thought it was weird. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, you like that too? <laughs> such as... But you're a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like just like such as uh, like Cowboy Bebop maybe or just like some obscure movie. Like, I don't know. It was just something as simple as like Castle for example, like that TV show oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I really like Castle. And then I met someone um, like a friend of mine. We started talking about TV. Yeah. And uh, and then she was like, oh, I really like Castle. I was like, you like Castle? I thought that was the only one who, who liked that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was in Switzerland, mind you. So it's just like some TV shows are not as widespread right, 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 right. Uh, over there than, than here. Yeah. uh but but it's always something i find funny is that like now it's like people that i meet here in the u.s that are surprised that i know all this american stuff uh i was like yeah. oh you saw that like where you're from where you come from and i was like well you know like i, I you know i do watch american. tv and, and yeah. like stuff yeah. uh, <laughs> american um i mean american like content is still kind of like dominant around the world like yeah, oh, yeah areas definitely. where you have areas where maybe not as much like some areas in China or whatever, but like for the most part, yeah, American media is still dominant. And like my favorite yeah. thing about, I would say, especially like the Korean shows coming out like on Netflix is that there's usually like once in a while, there's like an American character and they always sound kind of off. Like, and it's, it's funny. Yeah, like, they, they always do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in Squid Game, how they had the VIPs. Like, like to me, the, my favorite thing about that is that I always wondered if that's what, like, if there was a Korean character in an yeah. American movie, if that's just what it sounded like to them. Yeah, because I, I guess, yeah, yeah, because like, weird, in, like, yeah, yeah, because in like Squid Game and uh, even like Space Sweepers, they have the cadence of a conversation down. They're saying what you're supposed mm-hmm. to say something is just off and like i know what a caricature of an american is now and for me and it's it's funny <laughs> you don't notice it until you're watching a scene in like space sweepers or something where everybody's cool and the one american character talks like yes like wow well, they man. over they over enunciate things i love it they over pronounce things and like, you know, they, they never, it seems like they've never heard of like accents that like don't have hard G's or yeah, don't yeah. really, t- you know, T their T's and, yeah. and, uh, like, you know, douchebags. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, this is not yeah. how you do it. And it's like, yeah, it's everybody like, else in the room is just like, yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's like in Squid Game, uh, there's that American who wants to have some fun time with uh, the police officer who's, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, infiltrated the the VIP room as a, as a waiter. Yeah, and it's like mm, your beautiful lips. 
I want to see the rest of that face, you know? And then you're like, uh, I doubt he would actually like, just like belt that out. It's just like, you know, just be a bit softer with it. I don't it's funny because like, he's just they, like so rich sound, that he doesn't give a shit how he sounds and that's sound why like, they sound like the dubbed actors in like anime like for the villain yeah it's like a dragon ball z uh yeah. dub it's like <laughs> we must find the dragon balls yes i will also find your balls haha squid game <laughs> and uh oh. i'm rich you must suck my balls and uh <laughs> Speaking of sucking my balls, uh, South Park post COVID. I haven't uh, seen that, but it's on Paramount Plus. It's yeah, on yeah, really, yeah. I, really I was thinking of Cartman it. as well. It's like, oh, like suck hey. my balls, Kyle. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So uh, I, I trust your your judgment. Uh, oh no, it didn't come <laughs> out yet. It doesn't come out until like right on Thanksgiving. Uh, ah, well, that's why it's. I guess it's well timed for people to. Yeah mess up their thanksgivings with uh south park just get yeah, some yeah. some uh uncensored uh silliness uh but um um i was just i was just thinking about like i used to watch this old british tv show and they like during a whole season like the tv shows in america and you can tell that none of the actors are americans like they're all like you know nowadays yeah. like you can't really tell in a movie whether an actor is British or not. Like, I think they have really good dialect yeah. coaches or something, but like back in the day, like in the nineties, if you had a British guy playing an American in a kind of low budget, whatever, that's probably filmed in the UK. Uh, they all sound like this. And <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? And uh, you know, sounds like uh sounds like a, a rich asshole from red dead redemption 2 or something you know it's, it's just like that caricature of uh uh what, what's the guy's name in the the game right cornelius leviticus something cornwall you know who is obviously like <laughs> british trying to be american um i love this actor but john boyega i'm i don't know if it's because I saw oh yeah Attack yeah, Lock first, yeah but like yeah. the entire force awakens he just sounded extra nasally and he said he yeah. did it because like american accents have a certain energy to it like you can't like yeah you're like yeah. american you know it's yeah very, like come on guys or even on mel b um i guess he, she was talking to like steve harvey on one of the episodes of steve harvey and he, she was like i have to say ass because oz just doesn't have the the right connotation or something like that <laughs> it's not it's not right if there's the energy's not there to say ass so like yeah the american way of saying things has like like you don't notice it until you're like out of your element a little bit like you don't notice the nasally yeah. every so often i wonder if an american accent came to be because i guess uh when like america was like building itself up you had so many different like races and at least and this is coming in yeah. that when they spoke English, they had to over enunciate to each other. Like I'm going <laughs> over there. No, I'm going over. And you do that like generation after generation, that just becomes your voice. But if it's, it was just generations of it's over there, not over there. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just like there, there was a generation of people like long ago that thought that that sounded good. And they thought like, oh, this is how British people talk. And they never met a British person. And or, uh, that's how it kind of like ended up. As... <laughs> or or because 
it's well documented in the history of America <laughs> that like there was a long period where they would just I don't know if it was the founding fathers or like mm-hmm. it was like even like the citizens at the time, but it was like there was a concentrated effort to make things different just to be separate from being yeah. British. Like that's why just for America. Yeah, that's why when the dictionaries mm-hmm. were made, they just took out all the U's. Uh, that's yeah, why we're doing no the U's, metric system. Add a few Z's here and there. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes I wonder if like the American accent was like specifically created just to be different too. Like if somebody just made up a way to talk and just was super confident about it and just said, This is how we all talk. You're weird. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then they start like joining in the club you know <laughs> well yeah i don't know it's kind of weird because when, when you uh, i've heard a few people from like few actors from ireland or northern ireland specifically and sometimes mm-hmm. for like the first 10 seconds that they're talking i feel like is this person american and then you have like a little kind of different intonation that they do i was like oh they're they're you know irish or from northern ireland so it's like I, I feel yeah I feel like if you mashed up all the accents from the the you know the UK and Ireland uh, plus maybe a few you know Germanic tendencies here and there because yeah. like I think the largest group to are the largest ethnic group to to emigrate to the US apparently is like Germans okay. uh, right now or like back in the day. Uh, back in the day, oh, okay. uh, you know, because like the, there was there were some wars in Germany in the 1800s, um, yeah. and especially I think there was the Franco-Prussian War when yeah. Prussia was still a thing, uh, and a lot of Germans left, uh, you know, and that's where you get all the Budweisers and all the people who made beer and all that stuff, and uh, in, in Milwaukee, and that's and, uh, why it's called Budweiser yeah. because yeah, they, yeah. They, they they make quite of a thing of being a American. It's kind of well nowadays, shit. yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, there was a lot. I mean, every ethnic uh, group or every, uh, let's say, group of of uh, quote unquote people who came from another continent or country, like in the U.S., have always, to to my knowledge, have always been persecuted in some way or yeah. like treated like you know, yeah. you know, it was first it was uh, you know the British showed up and then oh the Irish uh, we you know they don't like them and then the Germans or maybe it was the Germans first and then the Irish but uh, oh we don't like these Germans and then you know oh the Italians oh we don't like them and you know it's always like whoever's there first doesn't like the next group it's kind uh, of a cycle of just like it, it, it's a sad cycle but every time something comes up that's new people go rawr and then, yeah. you get, and then the next generation gets used to it and then over and over and over again and then mm-hmm. uh yeah i yeah. don't know it's like i don't i don't want of course i don't want to go, go get too deep into it but at the end of the day how deep can you really be about this kind of thing because like you it's it's the cycle i don't know <laughs> like should like of course it should be prevented but it's just like I don't know. It's like it's like Netflix when uh it's a cable, you know. Netflix came in and mm-hmm. you know shook things up. I like how we brought it back. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, like how we... Wow, that was a seamless transition. Uh... it in. Reeling it in. We we can cut it out in post. Uh... We're not. No, this is not. This is going nowhere. No, but it's just. Um... Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting, you know, um, 
thing because like anything that you're that you got used to right. whenever it gets changed like no i don't want that and um you know it's um it's part of uh human nature i i think just to you know yeah we used to have cable cable still exists <laughs> But yeah. most people our age use Netflix or don't even have a, you know, TV subscription or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, you know. You, yeah. Anyway, this uh, episode is dedicated to uh, you know who you are. Uh, if they're still listening, by the way, I think if they gave us one star, they probably either no, want to no. see if we address the the negative uh, yeah, we, review, your attention, or you they feel, just do you don't feel give validated a shit, now. You know? We saw you. We hear you. We see you. You you do you feel seen? There you you go. know, we saw your negativity and we used it to star. fuel our positivity. Star. And because you know, don't be don't be sour. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i'm on some kind of like lifestyle tv show i was like you know the negativity in your life you gotta like turn I'm on around Brand's guys podcast. And takes like a very this is simple a issue podcast. very simple issue like they don't have lettuce in public schools or something and he's like you know because lettuce is green and green is the capitalistic color of the people of the nation of the things and you know are you trying, to, are you trying the, to do a russell brand impression yes <laughs> <laughs> that's his whole shit it's like he'll just take this like very simple issue like oh we're running out of paper you know paper <laughs> like a paper we can't run out of it p. p is we and we is us and <laughs> P, if you had an H after it, it sounds like an F. So I think paper's fascist, you know? <laughs> fascist? Don't it's you like mean? Fa- like P-H-E, fascist. But, you know, yeah. Because I think in other languages, now I'm mixing them up. Like, you know, when you put P-H, it sounds like an F. Yeah. Phonetically speaking. But it's sort of like, but that's where you get, you know, the fancy kind of Frenchy names. You know, um, whatever, Azurafaya or whatever. I don't know, but just some good omens uh, reference right there um, for you guys who like uh, good omens. But whatever. Uh, we we but, should do an episode uh, about good omens one day. See, uh, see, I think see we if should. that builds up. See if that. Yeah, I think uh, we should. Builds up. Now like season you... Yeah, they announced season two. Uh, yeah, because like you, you've jogged my head about that about like the niche shows that you think nobody's watching, and then turns yeah. out that's like the one thing everybody's. In. So we'll see. We'll try it. Yeah, out. well, I think I, I kind of felt the same way about uh, that movie that we did for Halloween last year. Um, you know, oh, uh, uh, the one with the, um, you know, the the bride oh, ready or not. to survive. Yeah, yeah ready, ready or not, like. I felt like it wasn't a huge success at the time. Like I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, but no one was talking about it. And then when we reviewed it, like we, like a lot of people responded to that. Yeah. So I feel like uh, if we just go with stuff that I like. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Do we have to No one else is talking about. Oh man. Uh... Do we have to. Do I have to dig to my stuff next? Okay. Um, that's okay. 
Well, uh, I, I, I didn't mean that in, in a weird way. No, but like if I, we get into the stuff, I we'll see. We'll, we'll unlock our treasure box. Of our treasure box niches. of niche weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Cowboy Bebop, the live action version is probably the most approachable of the niche things that I like. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, we can do a, a whole... Uh, month of like british shows because i feel like a lot of america's like uh does not know about these amazing british shows although i'm sure a lot of people do but you know like um the in-betweeners as uh when i saw that i was like where has the show been all my life (laughs) that and uh yeah yeah there's there's more anyway where can they find us um you guys can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of other platforms that you may use or, or not. But those are the the big, uh, at least the big two or the big three. Um, and, um, you know, you can also find us on social media. Um, I'm not sure if social media has like a star system. Uh, it's only like likes or dislikes or whatever. Yeah. But uh, you guys can find us on Facebook and Instagram at What We Binge. That's at What We Binge on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And um, hey, you know, if you have some good stuff to tell us or negative stuff, I'm I'm open to both. Uh, <laughs> As am I. But, that yeah. goes to you, one star guy. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, no I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, so you are Raf. And yes. I am like, yeah, peace. peace.